Jed's podcast is proudly brought to you by 40 Winks Bendigo. Serious about sleep. G'day, everyone. Welcome back to Jed's podcast. My name's Jed Manton. I'm going to be the host for this episode. Really excited to kick off the footy season for the first podcast episode. I've got current Hawthorne AFL listed player Sam Frost in joining me. He plays as a defender for the Hawthorne Footy Club. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for c- coming on, mate. Hey, Jed. No, thanks you for having me. I'm uh, looking forward to having a good chat about all things footy and a little bit about myself. So thanks for having me. No worries at all, mate. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on this episode. We'll get into it. Could you tell us how you got in- into our football? Yeah, yeah. So my my dad played football. He grew up in Adelaide, and he played um, in the SANFL. Um, so we're always sort of uh, into footy through him. Um, and then I started playing Auskick uh, when I was I would have been I guess four or five years old. And then as soon as they would let me, I started playing with my brother up at year level. Um, yeah, so I must have been five or six. Um, yeah, so just played for as long as I can remember, really. Always great to get into our football at such a young age. Whereabouts did you play your juniors at? So I grew up in a suburb called Ormond in sort of southeast Melbourne. Um, So I played all my juniors up until under-16s at Ormond Junior Footy Club. And then I played in year 11 and 12 at Wesley College where I finished up my schooling um, and TAC Cup at Sandringham Dragons, so all, all pretty local. TAC's Cups are great ways for to lead into VFL and AFL football, isn't it? It sure is, yeah. I think it might be called the NAB League now. It's um, it's changed names, but it's a great program. You get a good, good sort of insight into... You know, some professionalism and just good training structure and good coaches, and it yeah, it is a it's a really it's a really good pathway for a lot of uh, teenagers. Definitely is a great pathway. Can you tell us how your AFL preseason's currently going at the moment with Hawthorne? Yeah, it's going well. Um, feeling pretty fit. Body feels good. Uh, it's a good time of year actually, as we transition from sort of more breakdown training drills and into more match play and intra-clubs and practice matches. So I think our first practice match is next week against Collingwood. Um, so yeah, that no, preseason's going well. Change of a few coaches. Um, Sam Mitchell, uh, I've enjoyed being coached by him for the first time so far. Um, no, I'm really enjoying it. Glad to hear you're enjoying it, mate. And it it is obviously a change this this uh, year for Hawthorne, obviously with uh, Clarko finishing up last last year, and obviously Sam Mitchell taking over this season. Um, what's uh, that that been like for yourself having that change? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, Clarko was obviously a, a pretty distinguished coach, um, a lot of success and a lot of knowledge. So I really enjoyed being coached by him for two years but um yeah it's just different it's uh, a different set of eyes and a, a different personality um sam has been able to change things up a little bit with our scheduling and and the way we train and our game style so hopefully some of that starts to show through in practice matches but 
yeah, look, I, I couldn't complain with Clarko as a coach. He's uh, so highly regarded. But, yeah, I'm enjoying being coached by Sam as well. They are definitely great coaches and well uh, respected out through the football industry. So you just you just mentioned uh, just before, Sam, about playing Collingwood in a practice match next week. Are you looking forward to the first practice match before the season kicks off? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, it's um, it's a nice time of year when you start playing proper proper games of footy because we've all been waiting so long. Um, and it does get tough when all your match simulation is against your own teammates because you, uh, I don't know, you sort of have to hold back five percent in a few contests here and there. So it's going to be nice to have a real crack against some some genuine opposition. And Colin would be feeling the same way, I'm sure. So very much excited. It will definitely be a great hit out for both clubs next week. Um, can you tell us what you're mostly looking forward to this uh, season? Oh, to be honest, off the back of um, the last two years, I'm mostly looking forward to having big crowds back at footy games. Um, I think I saw they announced round one, the MCG will be back at 100% capacity. So that's going to be amazing just to be back in front of family and friends and fans and, and have um, yeah proper crowds back is going to be a lot of fun. It definitely is going to be exciting round one to finally have a 100% capacity back at the uh, footy this year, especially in uh, Victoria. Do you have any certain routines or rituals that uh, you like to do before a game? Uh, I'm fairly relaxed with my pre-game routine, to be honest. I um yeah, no, I'm pretty casual. I just get up when I feel like getting up and, and sort of have some breakfast. And then I just, uh, probably the only thing I do every week is I get, I'll be one of the first uh, of the team to arrive at the ground. And I like to get all my preparation out of the way, like uh, get my ankles taped and see the physios. And from there, I'm, I'm pretty relaxed. I'll just go with the flow a little bit. Uh, yeah, which suits, suits me. Nice, casual routine there mate um obviously do you have a favorite uh footy ground that you like to play on currently um yeah well i think well i miss playing on the mcg most weeks um mcg is a special a special ground i think i've played in a couple of big games there and always enjoy being back there and it feels familiar um but some of the newer Stadiums like Adelaide Oval and Optus Stadium over in in the West, they're very very impressive um, and just brand new and clean and yeah, they're awesome. But I think I'd still pick the MCG if I had to choose. MCG is a fantastic ground and like you were just saying, that Optus and that are all great overalls as well. As a defender, who have been your toughest um, opponent to play on? Um, I think my, my toughest game ever was against Josh Kennedy from West Coast. Uh, I was at Greater Western Sydney at the time and I think he ended up kicking 11 goals and I was on him for most of the day so that was a, that was a tough day but he's a really he's a really smart 
forward. Uh, his timing of his leading is really good and he doesn't miss too many shots. So um, he, he'd definitely be up there as one of the toughest I've had to play on. He def- That definitely would have been a big game for you and yeah. a pretty hard one, mate. Um, obviously, talking about defence, do you sort of look into a certain like player like how they've been playing like the week before you play them as such? Yeah, uh, a little bit. There's always um, there's footage from previous games available to watch. Um, yeah, where you can get a look at their sort of specific running patterns and what they want to try and get, whether they want the backspace or they want to lead up. Um, I don't watch a lot of footage, um, but it definitely is a good resource for, for us to use. Um, there's a lot of guys by now I've played on a few times, so I've sort of got a bit of a feel and just run with that. But, yeah, there's a lot of guys watch a lot of, a lot of footage. It's great to have that resource there for you guys as players. The other one is, Sam, um, what have been some of your biggest challenges that you're faced with uh, footy over the years? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I think one one challenge I faced early on was moving to Greater Western Sydney and, and being away from my family and friends for that three years, or for most of that three years. I found that really tough. Um, and, yeah, then obviously got traded back home. Uh, and then in my first year at Melbourne... I had a stress fracture in my foot that ended up keeping me out for about 20 weeks. And that I just found really tough. I hadn't really dealt with injuries before. Um, yeah. And it, and it just sort of dragged out a little longer than expected. And I yeah had a really hard time sort of being on the sidelines for that year. So that was a big challenge for me, but you learn a lot through those things. So, um, there's always something good to come out of it. Yeah, that's right. There definitely is always something good to come out of it so you're just saying when you got drafted as a rookie sorry um to the giants you obviously went up there to play how did you deal with them type of challenges being away from family and friends yeah um they were they were pretty accommodating so we had opportunities to come home for long weekends and and that sort of thing and they were quite good at getting parents up to Sydney well most of us were from Melbourne so most of the parents coming up to Sydney for functions and to spend a weekend or whatever um so those things helped but yeah at the end of the day uh, I just sort of I didn't find any long-lasting um strategies to cope with the homesickness and yeah eventually wound up back in Melbourne um but yeah, I think just trying to stay connected with with my my family and friends as much as I could back home, uh, despite not being able to see them, that that helped and it made you feel like you were still a part of things that were going on. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of things. I suppose with uh, that, Sam, the most the most important thing is for uh, you guys as professional athletes, but also for your own personal health is to look after your mental health as well absolutely yeah and it's um at the end of the day if your mental health is not in a good place it's going to be really hard to perform and do your job and that's for any job so 
yeah, and they took that very seriously. It was just we were all very young, and a lot of us were away from home, so it was a it was a big challenge across the whole the whole list. Definitely would have been a big challenge for you and also for your other teammates that you played with. Can you tell us who have been some of your mentors to you over the years? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I suppose in terms of mentors, a lot of my line coaches I've kind of lent on in the football world. So, you know, from Chad Corns at Greater Western Sydney, Troy Chapman at Melbourne, Jade Rawlings at Melbourne, and now Chris Newman at Hawthorne. Uh, the guys I've tried to build good relationships with um, that can extend beyond just football talk. Uh, so that's been really helpful for me. Um, in terms of player mentors, no one really sticks out. Um, but yeah, I think I think my my sort of defensive coaches most of the way through, I've lent on a bit for advice here and there, and, and definitely with with football related things. It is definitely great to lean on someone like like you were just saying, then mate about getting advice but also feedback and uh, support when you need it. What have been some of the uh, uh, other challenges that you may have faced, like with uh, football? Um, Yeah, it's a good question. It's, I guess, trying to find balance between tipping a lot of your time and energy into football, but then trying to enjoy, um, you know, your social life and all the other things that your friends are enjoying that you might be having to sacrifice. Um, yeah, so I think I think footy can kind of consume you a little bit from time to time. Um, so I think just keeping things in perspective and keeping a good balance uh, between football and the rest of your life is a, it's, to be honest, it's probably an ongoing challenge. I don't think anyone ever, ever gets it perfect. Um, so it's just something you sort of got to stay aware of and, and keep, keep working on. That's right, mate. And uh, that's what the public don't uh, realise at times, the amount of uh, sacrifices that uh, you, you guys make to, to play. Uh, football would I be right there? Yeah, I think so. And uh, I, it's always a tough conversation because, uh, on one hand, we're extremely privileged. Like we're so lucky to be able to do what we do, and you know, it pays well. It's a good lifestyle, and all the rest of it. It's it's really positive for the most part. But yeah, I think that doesn't that doesn't take away from the fact that we also need outlets and we need balance and. Um, so it's an interesting conversation. I sort of see both sides of it. Uh, but, yeah, a little bit more understanding never goes astray. Most definitely. Mate, how do you cope with being uh, scrutinised by the mainstream media and the public at times? Yeah, it's it's a good question. For me, the short answer would be I just don't read it. Um I steer steer pretty clear of the news, uh, particularly the AFL news. Um, I try to avoid reading much of anything on social media. Uh, 
but it can it can be tough. There's been times where I've sort of got sucked into it, and it yeah, it does make it hard. But I, partly you have to accept that that's you know people want to criticise what you're doing. So yeah, like I said, the easiest way for me is to just ignore it and not read it. Um, people are entitled to their opinions, but they don't really know the inner workings of the football club and and me as a person and you know the team. So it doesn't worry me that much. But that's something I had to kind of mature into into that perspective yeah you're definitely right mate and and it is great for yourself that uh you can try and block that out like this the social media and also just the, the mainstream media with uh, that sam i imagine that must have a impact on someone's mental health at time to time because it it uh, would be hard to try and not be affected by what someone's written about someone as a professional athlete yeah i think so there's definitely um cases where it has affected people's mental health i've actually been fairly lucky i've flown under the radar my whole career in terms of being in the news um you're not one of the more talked about players even purely from a football point of view um so yeah i've been lucky in that regard but it definitely it's a it can be a challenge for people's mental health um yeah so i guess you just gotta you gotta you gotta make sure you're listening to the people you trust and the people who know you well and yeah do your best to block out the the other noise because at the end of the day that's all it is and most of the things they write they're short-lived you know it's only it doesn't define you in the long run they write about it one weekend and then they move on to the next thing so it's not you just got to remember that it's it's a short-term thing it's just a story for people to read um but yeah i think the cases that people get talked about often and repeatedly uh it would absolutely affect your mental health and i think you'd have to be pretty pretty tough and resilient to to cope with that which i'm very fortunate i haven't had to Glad to hear that you block all all that out, mate. And by the sounds of it, it doesn't affect you like it may for some other other professional athletes. Leading on from the last uh, question, um, what is some of the differences between like New South Wales and Victorian football, Sam? Yeah, uh, it was interesting. Going straight to GWS, I didn't, at the time, I had nothing really to compare it to, so I wouldn't have known, but it was just so, it may be different now, actually, but it was just so heavily rugby-focused, and I knew nothing about rugby, so we would go and visit schools and talk to kids, and they didn't know really what we were there for. They just wanted to see uh, rugby players, unless it was Izzy Folau, everyone knew him, but... um that was the main difference I noticed when coming back and the kids in Victoria are obviously actually really into AFL and they love having you there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a cool learning experience going to a brand new team anywhere um, and just the challenges that they face trying to get fans and get people on board. Um, so I'm glad I got to go through it. But yeah, they were just so... Even if you went to a you know, pub or wherever and the TV was on, it's always going to be rugby. It was never, the AFL was never on. Um, so, yeah, definitely just a different 
a different city and they're just into different different sports, which is cool. Yeah, most definitely. Do you think that that may have obviously changed a bit maybe in New South Wales over the last probably five or so years, having the two AFL sides up there now, the Giants and uh, Sydney, do uh, you reckon Aussie rules may have grown a fair bit more up there? I think... Yeah, I think so. I think in the in the eastern suburbs, there that the Sydney Swans have quite a big supporter base, um, and that would have been there for a little while. But definitely in the west, I would assume that the following for AFL has grown quite a lot with the some of the great seasons that Greater Western Sydney have had in the last yeah five yeah five six years, I suppose. Um, I would imagine so. I haven't really been back there to see it, but they seem to get good crowds and good support. Um, so I think there'd be a massive amount of growth in, in Western Sydney. And I think the East was, yeah, pretty solid. Like they, the, the Swans have a good, a good amount of fans there. Both clubs do have a great support base up there. Hopefully it will continue to grow and get bigger over the years up in New South Wales. Do you have any interest slash hobbies outside of uh, football? Um, nothing Nothing I do regularly. I don't really play golf or uh, my away from footy, I'm pretty, pretty low-key. I like to just get home and kind of relax and switch off. Uh, I play some video games, but um, yeah, no, I just, I've got an eight-month-old dog and live with my girlfriend and just lead a pretty pretty chilled out pretty chilled out life away from the footy club. So no no really strong hobbies. Must must that be great to have some downtime away from uh, football at times, is it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's pretty high intensity workplace. It's very physical, so you know, I like to physically unwind a bit and relax when I'm at home. Um, but yeah, guys, some guys love their golf. They'll play at any chance they get. Um, yeah, a few other, a, few, a lot of guys are into gaming, um, but it is, it is nice to have some downtime and we get plenty of downtime, particularly during the season when we're between games and yeah, plenty of time to relax. Most definitely. Um, Sam, is there anything that you could share with, share with us that most people wouldn't perhaps know about you uh that's a good question um i don't know i've got a well my older brother played for collingwood and then brisbane and has since retired um which a lot of people would probably know but i've also got an older sister which maybe a lot of people wouldn't know about um mum played high-level netball and dad played footy and my sister unfortunately missed out on all the athletic genes but we still love her so um yeah I, I guess a lot of people would know would know about my brother but um yeah i've got a sister as well seems like you guys are a very sporty family which is fantastic that that you like your sports and that um, something else I'd like to ask, going back to footy, sorry, um, do you, you like to be involved with like 
any of the footy club programs. Uh, which sort of program, so? Oh, so it might be like in the disability space, all the junior programs that they run. Do you get involved with uh, with them? A little bit where we can. It's It's been tough through COVID because a lot of the community engagement has been completely shut down for the best part of the last two years. Um, in saying that, I've done a little bit of work with our community department um, and, yeah, that's probably about as, as much kind of engagement with programs and that side of thing as I've been able to have. Uh, and I think we're hoping to get back to uh, more or less normal in terms of engaging with, with different communities and different programs this year. So it's, it's very rewarding work when we can and it's been such a shame that it's um, had to be sort of pushed pushed aside due to COVID. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy it. Uh, it's You feel like you're giving a bit back. We get given so much, um, so it's nice to be able to contribute back into the community when we, when we get the opportunity. Most definitely is great to have, have you guys involved in community groups and like uh, you were just saying frosty it has been such a shame the last uh couple of years that them programs were put on hold but hopefully this this uh, year all the programs can kick back off with a fantastic season a head i reckon hopefully yeah i'd say so well everyone will be so excited to get back into it um full time so i imagine there'll be there'll be a lot of participation and the season should be should be great it's going to be a fantastic year ahead sam th- thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode all the best for this uh, season absolute pleasure mate thanks for thanks for chatting and uh, i really enjoyed it that was great it was great to have you on board th- thanks again thanks everyone for listening stay tuned for next week's episode this episode was proudly brought to you by 40 wings bendigo serious about sleep